Hi, and welcome to Table Talk, a podcast designed to equip parents with tools and tips for raising kids with a biblical mindset in an ever-changing world. We'll be talking about all things parenting from ages birth through high school, so stay tuned and enjoy. Hey, Pathways, what's going on? It's Pastor Michael here, and I am so excited uh, that you have joined us for our first ever Table Talk podcast. I'm excited for what this means. Uh, we got a, a really, really cool podcast for you guys today. Uh, and joining me on the podcast is somebody that you might not have met yet. Um, so I've been here at Pathways for about a year and a half, and, and most of you have seen me in the lobby or know my face. But uh, recently, we added the a position in our youth ministry, and it's a youth coordinator. And, and that guy's name is Wes Peck, and he's joining us today. Yes, yes, yes. How's it going, guys? Wes, we are so glad that you're hopping on with us. Uh, before glad we get be started, uh, would you mind just tell us a little bit about your heart? Tell us a little bit about your your story, how you came to Pathways, and why student ministry is clearly the greatest ministry in this church. Yeah, so um, got married about three years ago. My wife's from Nina. I'm from Mississippi, and um, about last November, just one thing led to another. Ended up moving up here and got plugged in at Pathways, and Uh, Before then, kind of started delving into uh, next-gen ministry and that kind of stuff, and one thing has led to another, and God's hand has been over it the whole way, and so here I am now, Youth Coordinator at Pathways. Yeah, it's super exciting. Wes has been doing a great job, especially with our our movement programming on Sunday mornings, which uh, we'll talk to a a little bit, but really for this first podcast, we wanted to, to do a couple things. First thing is we wanted to give you the why behind it. Uh, the reason why we are so excited about this this podcast, but also because you have Wes and me uh, on microphones today, that means that we're we're going to talk a little bit about student ministry and and why student ministry is so crucial. Um, whether you are somebody with a two year old, somebody with a student, or also somebody that uh, maybe doesn't have students and is is joining us. So first off, let's dive into this thought: Why table talk? Why this podcast? Wes, can you give us a little bit of insight as to why we're doing table talk? Yeah, so we're doing Table Talk to, um, kind of like in the intro, you know, it's designed to equip parents with tools and tips for raising kids. And, you know, we're going to touch on a myriad of different subjects and different topics and stuff. And and it's really, we're here for, th- this is for the parent, you know, we're here for the students week in and week out. But, um, you know, this 30, 45 minute long podcast each month will be mainly f- aimed for the parents and um, just trying to help them out as they're parenting their students. Yeah, and so a uh, new episode of the podcast is going to drop every month on the 15th at 5 p.m. Uh, and really, the the goal of this podcast would be that you could sit down uh, as a couple. I mean, it, as it says in the book of Proverbs that iron sharpens iron, that you could sit down uh, as, a, as a couple and learn how to parent better. I mean, the reality is that I, I have two little boys myself, Liam and Levi, and I can't tell you the number of times that I've looked at my wife and gone, what do we do now, right? That yeah. they, they they don't train you to be a parent. You know, I remember uh, when we had Liam, our, our oldest son, like we did like parenting classes and there was like three things in the class. It was like literally like this is how you change a diaper. This is how you give a kid a bath. Uh, and this over here is like all the safety stuff. Like, you, you know, don't put blankets in the crib, all of that stuff. And then they're like, all right, sounds good. You can be a parent now. Um, and the reality is that there's so much more to that, especially for, um, for, us as a church and, and us as uh, parents as we want to raise our kids up in the church. I mean, just just kind of to, to give you a picture of, of why this is so important to us, uh, just kind of wanted to, to throw some numbers out there, right? 
Um, if you're familiar with orange curriculum, you know all the just a phase stuff. Um, but I, I wanted to give you some some numbers just because for me, I'm a numbers person and I, I love I love numbers. So uh, if your student, so we'll talk to parents of students, also to, for kids, if your kid attends church every Sunday, we get them for 52 hours a year. 52 hours. Like that's, that is nothing. If your student, let's say you have a student, if your student attends every single student event we calculated out, it's going to be 100 hours a year. Now you start talking about holidays and vacations and sports and all of the stuff that comes with just life and that number gets whittled down. Now 52 hours, it seems like a lot, man, right? You know, yeah, like yeah, 52 hours, yeah, that's, that's substantial. It's more than a work week. But I mean, you look at any other number for any other activity we do and the reality is that it's probably higher than a lot, that. A lot higher, yeah. Yeah, way higher. I mean, think of, um, I'm not going to pull up my phone and do this in front of you guys or on the podcast because uh, it'd be embarrassing. But I mean, take a look at your screen time. <laughs> the reality yeah. is that um, I think the average student spends, I, I want to say it's five hours a day on their phone. Um, yeah. That, that's just students. Parents, I'm not going to go down that road. Uh, <laughs> but let, let's just say, well, we'll be generous and say, let's say you spend 10 hours a, a week on your phone. Um, that's 520 hours a year. Wow. 520 hours compared to the 52 hours that your kid is in church. You see, the reality is that your kids need to be taught about Jesus outside the church. Generations of people have, have relied on the church to be the only driving force behind kids. And the reality is that that cannot be the only way that we show kids Jesus. Because if, if that's the case, what we're going to do is we're going to raise a generation of kids that go to church on Sundays because they're supposed to not a generation of kids that love Jesus and want to be a part of his, his church body. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it's something that's really near and dear to our hearts. And so really what this should do for, for you guys as parents, for, for us as, as, uh, you know, members of church staff here at Pathways is we want this to kind of be a bridge so that we can equip you and give you tools and training so that you can help us so that, uh, together we can reach uh, your student, your kid, um, and, and really raise them up the way that they they should be, they should be raised up. You know that's that's our heart. That's what we want to. That's what we want to do. And I, I think that that's the heart of all parents is that their kids follow Jesus. That's right. what we want, right? That's the the end goal of what we're what we're doing. Um, and so this podcast, we're going to talk about a ton of different subjects, as you mentioned, Wes. Um, everything from, uh, in the next couple months here, we're gonna have Pastor Adam on and we're gonna have a conversation about gender dysphoria that's gonna be really great. Um, we're also gonna have the kids ministry on to talk through why kids ministry matters and, and kind of their hearts and how they do things. Um, internet safety, I can't, I can't even tell you how many different awesome topics we're gonna have to, to prepare you as parents. But uh, today, uh, we get to talk about something that I'm really passionate about and I love and that's, that's student ministry. Come on. Uh, we get to talk about student ministry. And, and I know that there might be some people, um, that there, there might be some people that you're like, you know what? I don't have a student. Why does this matter? Like, why, why should I care? Like, why should I care um, about student ministry? I'll catch the next podcast. Well, the reason that all of this matters and the reason that uh, you should know what's going on, especially for those who have young kids, is this is where your kids are going. Your kid may be two now, but believe it or not, in 10 years and 10 years flies by fast, they're going to be in the student ministry, right? So that's the first thing. But the second thing is this, your kids, really their last stop on their journey uh, in, 
their journey really in childhood is the youth ministry. It's the last seven years where they're forming their faith and, and their foundations. And so it's super critical uh, to the life of students and, and to our church that we understand why student ministry matters. And so we get to uh, we get to kind of pull back the curtain here a little bit and show you guys what we do for student ministry, uh, which I'm really, really excited about. So Wes, you know, we, we have you on. Uh, there may be some people here that student ministry is kind of a foreign term. You know, maybe they are um, of a Catholic background or a, a Lutheran background and they, they grew up doing catechism or they, they're like, yeah, I, I remember that. Or maybe they just don't have kids around that age. So why don't you give us, like, give us a snapshot, right, of what, youth ministry looks at like at Pathways, like how we do youth ministry, maybe some of the programming. Um, what are we focusing on with the time that we have students? Yeah, so we, we have two main ministries that really complement each other really well. Um, first off, on Sunday mornings, we have our middle school ministry called Movement, and that's for sixth to eighth graders, um, 8.30 and 10 o'clock service. And our main goals of movement is to really hit biblical literacy and then teach a biblical worldview. You know, we're really trying to teach these students, you know, what, what is the Bible? Why, why does that matter? You know, we're trying to hit, um, you know, what is the gospel and, and why does that matter? And so we're, we're hitting like these core topics that these students really may not know up until this point. And then on Wednesday nights, you know, we have our, our main youth ministry, which is sixth through 12th grade. And, um, that we're, we're, we're hitting worship and, and a teaching and small groups and every now and then we're having events and, and we're really pushing, um, for experiences with God in that aspect. You know, we're, we're trying to, um, show that regardless of a student's background, that they can leave knowing, understanding and communicate and live out the gospel. And then of course that that'll lead to life change and invitational culture and then hunger for the word. Um, you know, and so I think that the way that we encapsulate all these different things really complement each other. And, um, I think, you know, both, both ministries are, are really doing well and movement being what it is and, uh, you know, is complements the youth ministry really well, I would say. Yeah. So movement, uh, is movements kind of our, it's a little bit of an experiment. Um, and it came actually out of the same place that this podcast came from. Um, what we noticed is that students who were are leaving our, our kids ministry and coming up into our pathway students, um, that they were struggling with Bible comprehension, um, you know, simple Bible comprehension. We have, I mean, students who'd come up and, um, you know, you'd ask them, where's the book of John, right? Um, and they would have no clue where right. the book of John was. Uh, you, you'd ask them, um, you know, questions like, man, where, where's, where's Exodus in the Bible? Where's Genesis? And not only couldn't they, could they not find it? They didn't know how to use the uh, table of contents right. to get to that place. Um, and, and so that kind of is, I mean, that, that was compiled with other things like our kids not knowing what the gospel was, right? Basic yeah. definitions. And so what movement really is, is it's this part for us to make sure that our kids are, are getting this, are getting the, the biblical literacy and the biblical worldview that they need to have in order to thrive. Um, it's super, super important um, as as students move as students move forward, right? So, so that's movement. Um, our our Wednesday night programming it, it's a it's a really incredible place that we have. Yeah. We've got leaders. I mean, I, I said it a couple weeks ago here in the student takeover, um, but 
the biggest piece that sets our programming apart is, yes, we have great stuff with movement. Yes, we've got great stuff with, um, with students, but uh, our leaders really are what sets everything apart because sure. they're taking sure. intentional time to be with kids and to grow them. Uh, one, of the, one of the terms that we use sometimes is spiritual moms and dads. Um, they are kind of stepping up and, and being the spiritual mom and dad for a, a kid. Um, and, and so that's, that's kind of what ministry looks like, right? That's, that's kind of what um, Pathway Students does on a, a week-to-week basis. But uh, one of the things that you said that I really love is um, that thought of regardless of background. Uh, I think a lot of times we, we like to view uh, different ministries of the church uh, by what we can see. And a lot of times, uh, the kind of the, the baggage that comes with student ministry or, you know, the the assumption of student ministry is, well, they've like the social club and they have a lot of fun and they do games and they, uh, you know, they eat a lot of Little Caesars pizza, which is true. Okay. That is, that is actually true. Like, <laughs> a lot of pizza. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the people at Little Caesars know me by, by name by now. Um, like I, I walk in, they're like, Hey, Michael, another youth event. Um, that, 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 some of that stuff, like it is true, uh, but the reality is that youth ministry is so much more than just the social program that's designed uh, to just keep our kids contained. No, it, it's actually designed uh, for our kids to meet Jesus. And not only our kids, uh, not only kids that grew up in the church, but kids who are from all different backgrounds. Um, you know, just to kind of throw this this number out there, in this past four months of Pathway students, we've had 24 new kids show up. Um, and those 24 kids represent all sorts of backgrounds. Uh, we have one kid in particular that, uh, um, literally rides, rides their bike across Appleton to get to Pathways students. Um, mom and dad don't attend church, but she heard about it from a friend and now she shows up. Yeah. And so our heart is how do we equip her? How do we equip the, the, the students that show up on our doorstep, um, to know, the truth, right? To know what the, the gospel actually is. And so, yeah, that, that's a, a, a really good picture of what Pathways students looks like. Yeah. So we know what it looks like and, and what we're focusing on and stuff, but Pastor Michael, why why does it matter? Why, why does youth ministry matter? <laughs> uh, how long do you have? Um, <laughs> I think we have uh, 15 minutes okay. or so. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll try not to take up the, the full 15 minutes. Obviously, this is a passion area for me. Um, there's a lot of reasons that youth ministry matters. Um, obviously, this is something I've said and I'll continue to say, we're always one generation away. Uh, we're one generation away from churches closing doors. We're one generation away uh, from really the, the the future of our church falling apart. Like, I think a lot of times we forget that, that uh, the kids that are, in Pathways Kids, the students who are in Pathways Students, um, that they are the future of our church. Like we are building up students right now. Parents, you are building up students, you are building up kids that will eventually become pastors, will eventually become youth pastors and kids pastors and lead pastors and missionaries. And uh, not only just that, but you're raising up the next generation of parents. You're raising up the next generation of uh, business owners that are going to follow Jesus with their businesses. Like we are growing the next generation of Jesus followers and they'll decide whether or not to follow based on how how we lay out who God is to them. Like they will follow based on the direction, right? I, I, I You know, we, we talked about uh, for student takeover, the boat, right. right? What direction are we headed? Because if we're not headed the right direction, 
if our kids and our students don't see us living the life that's headed in a good direction, they're going to go, I don't want that. Yeah. And so that's a piece of it. I mean, I could give you some stats too. Um, you know, there, there's a stat that two thirds of people who follow Jesus will find him before age of 18. Like yeah. that's a lot. That's a ton of people. Um, and, and, and so those are, those are like some small things, but I, I think in order to fully understand why youth ministry matters, you really need to ask this question. And what the question is, is this right here. What's the end goal, right? Right. What's the yeah. end goal of all of this, right? What's the end goal of our kids' ministry, of our, our, our student ministry? Um, because I think uh, if you don't have that end goal in mind, I think it's really easy to get caught up in the weeds of how we parent and what we do. And I, I think there's a lot of end goals, but you know, I think as a dad, right? My little boys, um, the end goal for me, like I could care less if my kids go to college. I could care less if my kids, um, you know, I, I could care less what they do. Right. My biggest goal is that they make it through age 18, age 20, age 22, and that they are following Jesus. That's good. Right. There's a yeah. a, a great quote that I, I, I heard the other day um, that, that said that uh, we're not trying to raise kids um, that have values. We're trying to raise kids that follow Jesus. Yeah. And that right there, I mean, that beautifully encapsulates what we're trying to do. Right. And so that's my goal as a parent. And that's where we as a church want to come alongside you as a parent is we want to help you and, and your student as you work through this longevity of faith, right? So that's a little piece of it. The, the broader picture um, is, is that for, for why youth ministry matters is that these are some years uh, where your kid is really making decisions, right? Up until fifth grade, um, for the most part, kids are deciding to come to church based on their parents, right? Um, they're, they're, you, you, it's very rare that you hear of a first grader that's like, well, you know what? I don't really want to, to go to church. Like for the most part, the, the kids that are coming into our, our church, they're coming with mom and dad. But now there's something interesting that happens in middle school. And, and what that is, is a lot of times more freedom is given. Right. Right. Now it's not just that they're showing up on Sundays. Now youth ministry is on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Really sixth grade is the first time that kids have to really choose to make following Jesus and showing up to church a priority. Right. Obviously they don't have to show up on Wednesdays to follow Jesus, but, uh, they, this is kind of that first place where they make the choice. Are they going to continue down the road of being in the church or are they going to uh, kind of go their own way? And this is really important. I mean, we here's the way that I, I view it, right? So middle school, and, and I think a lot of people have this backwards, um, middle school really is the shaping years. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that I, I, I've made, that I've seen, seen parents make, that um, youth ministries sometimes make, is we we get into our heads that middle schoolers are just bigger elementary age kids. Right. When the yeah. reality is that their worldview is being shaped in middle school. Right. And I think this is evident of the questions that I have middle schoolers ask me, um, even more so in, in the age of technology that we, we live in. Um, we did a great series this past year um, called just Google it. And we had students ask questions and the questions that were coming from middle schoolers were incredible. Like it wasn't just like, what do I do when I'm scared? Or, you know, um, questions that you might expect from a, a younger kid, but there were questions like, what does the Bible say about homosexuality? You know, yeah. what, what is, what does the Bible say about marriage? What does the Bible say about sin? Like 
what does the Bible say about salvation? Like these are the questions that middle schoolers are actually asking. These are what they actually want to know. And it's important because if we are not talking and speaking to that, what we're actually doing is we're doing them a disservice because they're going to find out from the world. If we don't answer their questions in their middle school years, they're going to go to the world and say, well, what about this? Well, what about that? And that's, they're going to find the answers they want somewhere. And so this is why uh, something that you talked about with movement, this is why the two focuses for middle school for us are biblical literacy and a biblical worldview. Like we want kids coming out of middle school that know how to read their Bible, are self-sufficient, they can actually read it, um, and also have a worldview in which they can look uh, at what's happening in the world through the lens of the Bible and understand what's going on, right? And then we get into high school, right? And high school is what I would call the testing years, right? A lot of times high school is where a lot of kids start to see problems come up, right? They right. start to see um, different issues and storms. And, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's mental health. Um, sometimes it, it looks like a breakup. Sometimes it looks like um, the first time they have to decide what they're going to do with their life, right? This is where they start to have issues and they begin to test the faith and the worldview that they built in middle school, in high school. And so in high school, our focus all of a sudden shifts, right? We're like biblical literacy, biblical worldview, hardcore. But once we get to high school, most kids are formed. Most kids have already made the decisions on what they're going to believe. And so what we try to do is we try to flip our, kind of flip the script and look at apologetics. Uh, If you don't know what apologetics is, apologetics is basically uh, what it means is defending the faith. But it's giving our students um, kind of the, the evidence for scripture, the evidence for the Bible, the evidence for Jesus actually rising from the dead. And, and the second thing we try to focus on is, is, is this, experiences with God. Um, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a testament to this, that um, the only thing that really is going to change somebody that has their mind set is the Holy Spirit working. Yeah, It's only when on. they encounter God. And, and God completely flips the way that they think and the, the way that they act. Like that's the only time that we're going to start to see that change. So why does youth ministry matter? Like the broad, on, on a broad scope, it matters because these are the years where your kid, whether you're, you have some, you're somebody that has a toddler right now or you're somebody that's in the middle of it, these are the years where your kid is going to decide, hey, I want to follow Jesus. I want to have a biblical worldview. I, I believe in the Bible. Or they're going to go, you know what? This is a waste of my time. Like this is, this is kind of that, that moment. You know, yeah. so question for you, Wes, okay. um, as you, you work in the youth ministry, um, how can parents come alongside the youth ministry? So maybe it's a, uh, somebody who is younger, has toddlers or elementary age kids or, or and, and maybe, or maybe it's uh, somebody with students. How can they come alongside the youth ministry here at Pathways? Um, I would say just having an open line of communication with your students, um, I think communication is key for a, a lot of different aspects. And I think that, you know, ask questions. Whenever your student comes home from a Sunday morning on your way home from church, ask them what they learned about, you know, tell them what you learned about and and really just talk about it. And on Wednesday nights, you know, ask your student, hey, what did, you know, Pastor Michael speak about tonight? Or what did you take away from small groups? And just keep that communication door open. I think that that's going to be so important because, like you said earlier, Pastor Michael, talking about iron sharpens iron. You know, as I I say it all the time, you know, we're here to teach kids, but kids also teach us. 
you know, if not more, we learn from kids than they learn from us because we're learning about what they're going through. We're learning their thought processes and all those different things that is so different than where we were kids, you know? And so I think that that makes a huge difference. And so I think communication is, is key for, for lack of a better term. I know. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I just think that the more communication you have, the stronger the the ministry can be if that makes if that makes sense yeah no that that absolutely absolutely makes sense and uh, maybe if you're you're a parent of a toddler um you know one of the ways that you can come alongside the the youth ministry here at pathways is um be praying yeah you know the reality is that um for some of our students that maybe don't have a great home life or maybe mom and dad don't follow jesus the only person who's praying for them consistently is the people inside our youth ministry it's, it's people like their leaders. It's people like myself. And so how powerful would it be if our church body gathered around those kids and just bathed them in prayer, you know, right. constantly praying for them? Um, that, that's a huge piece of it. But also, it's in the intentionality that you, you bring to your kids. You know, it's, it's the, the groundwork that you're laying for your, your kids right now. Yeah. So one last question for you, uh, Pastor Michael, before we close this thing out. If you could have one thing that you wish parents understood about youth ministry or, or student ministry as a whole, what would that be? Mm, yeah, I, I think it's it's a little bit broader than youth ministry. Um, but if I could, if I can speak, and, and I can speak to the parents that are going to listen to this, uh, if I could, you know, if I could get parents to understand one thing, um, it would be this. It would be that what happens at home matters. Um, you know, we, we gave you guys the numbers earlier that, you know, we have 52 hours or whatever. You have that every week with your kids. Um, and I, I think a lot of times we miss this and I, I, I want to be candid with you guys. Like as, as parents, everything you do at home matters, every single little thing, because your, your kids are watching, right? You can bring your kids to church every Sunday, but if they don't see a changed life, if they don't see uh, you reading your Bible, if they don't see your life being transformed by the gospel, why would they want that? Why would they want to be a part of that if they're not seeing the change in your life? You know, they're, they're not. I mean, that's, that's a spoiler alert. They're not going to want that right. unless they see your life changing. Um, and so that would be the, the thing I'd challenge parents to do is, is watch what you're doing at home. Um, you know, there's a, one of my favorite fast food companies, Chick-fil-A, um, has this, this saying for their culture, like, I mean, I've never had a bad experience at Chick-fil-A, um, and most people that you talk to would say would echo that, right? And if you were to ask them why, they would say it's because they're culture. Um, and the way they talk about culture there is that culture is what you uh, create, what you model, and what you allow. Yeah. That right there is a beautiful picture of what we're doing in our homes with our kids. You, I mean, it's just like I said uh, in, the, in our student takeover, um, a couple weeks ago, you can't save your, your kids. And this listening to this podcast and being a part of this podcast does not mean that your kid's not going to have hard times. It does not mean that your kid uh, will follow Jesus. There's no guarantee to it, right? But we as parents have the opportunity to make sure that the culture of our homes looks a lot like the culture at church. That the culture of our homes, and, and what I mean by that is what we create, model, and allow um, that it looks the same at home as it does at church, where they see your life being changed. Um, and and the, the beautiful thing about those three things is 
we have to follow all three. Yeah. Right? We have to create intentional moments with our kids where they learn about following Jesus, right? We, we have to model it. They have to see us doing it. And we have to watch the behaviors that we allow to happen in our, our homes. Um, so that right there, um, I think, is a perfect place for us to end it. I hope that this has uh, been beneficial to you. We're excited. Uh, is, this is kind of a new chapter next gen where we get to come into your home and, and help you as parents and give you guys tools and training that hopefully uh, you find helpful. So with all that being said, we hope to see you next time for this next podcast, which is going to be our kids ministry team sitting down and talking through why kids ministry matters. It's going to be a great podcast that you don't want to miss. Uh, Make sure you guys tune in.